More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. DT and Telly on the award-winning 101.7 FM, The Truth. You can watch us live anytime we are broadcasting through Twitter and YouTube by searching for 101.7 FM, The Truth, or 101.7.com. We are also always available to you 24-7, 365, anywhere in the world by simply downloading The Truth app from either your app, Apple Store or your Google Store. And make sure you don't miss one episode of Truth Be Told or actually any episode on The Truth because you're getting 11 consecutive hours of Black Talk Radio. Telly, we've been talking about MPS, first day of school, and they already letting kids out early. Your kids have air conditioning though, right? Telly? Yes, only one. Only one is uh, in school today. My other daughter starts tomorrow uh, because they split up the sixth and eighth graders versus the seventh graders. And yeah, but uh, yes, yes. Uh, last time I checked, they do have AC at my daughter's high school and my Oh, you don't have to check because if they don't, they'll let you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they'll yeah. be like, uh, oh, yeah. or uh, dad, uh, yeah. Hey, this ain't going to work um, out. <laughs> on the truth, on the truth talking text line, we've got more comments coming in and we want to hear from you as well, which is 833-212-1017. It says, uh, Joe from the South Side says, the students are missing a half day of education and I have to miss a half day at work. I feel you, Joe. It's it's a domino effect. Um, Madison says on the Truth Talking text line, I remember attending MPS late 90s, early 2000s. We had weather like this and school didn't end early. Things like this is why MPS needs to be year round. Thank you so much, both Madison and Joe, for your for your comments. I again, when we use words like early dismissal, it really doesn't to me articulate the true meaning of what's happening. And again, this is continuing to position our students to be behind. We're talking about reading and, and math. Yes. So I, and, and it, again, it puts I, a stress on them. It, it puts a stress on the, in the teachers as well to make sure that they can start their curriculum and get through it the way that they have it timed out. So uh, it affects everyone. It affects everyone. It does. Um, in good news, and I know Telly, I know you're going to appreciate this, man, let me tell you, and I am, I'm becoming, he's, this person right here is becoming one of my favorite people on earth. I don't know him personally, but through his commitment to dominating versus competing or comparing is the reason why coach primetime Deion (laughs) Sanders shocked the freaking world. In game yeah. one, by beating ooh, TCU, which, by the way, and Telly, correct me if I'm wrong, TCU was in the national championship game last season, right, for college I don't football? I correct you because you are absolutely right. Yes, they were in the national let, let me championship just t- game last year. 
and, and Telly, I'm look, because this is this is your area of expertise. Now, I am not a professional football coach or sports coach of any capacity, but I do recognize amazing and exceptional leadership. And if you do not know the story behind Deion Sanders coaching and transforming literally Jackson State University and, and historically Black College University, then going to Colorado and stunning the world with a 45-42 victory this past Saturday at TCU. And just to know, and, and by the way, he has un- endured major, major foot surgery to the point where he almost had to have the uh, knee below amputated. Mm-hmm. He's went yeah. through so all he, of this. So, yes, and, and I'm going to put a little more context to it. So uh, regarding his surgery, he has had three toes removed uh, off of one mm. of his, uh, uh, on one foot. And um, – and he talks about that, and he had to go through that while he was at Jackson State, where they were only paying him three hundred thousand dollars to coach, and he ended up taking a job at Colorado, and uh, the money isn't a factor because he took over in a, a program that was one in eleven, and they had everyone transfer out. This is a record. Uh, uh, that will never be broken, in my opinion. He had 80-plus new players on the roster. Like So basically, they just wiped the slate clean. He was able to bring players in and get them to believe And a number of them came from Jackson State. My understanding is that he took a lot from Jackson State. Yeah, yep. His son, as as well as a couple of other players, um, you know, followed him to Colorado and others transferred out of other programs because they wanted to go play for him. And going into that game, first off, they were 21-point underdogs. Secondly, people thought that they were just going to get blown out because no one knew – who was on their roster, and they're like, oh, man, you know, he, he's not going to just go there and, and start winning. But just the power of believing and being a leader and a motivator, and it was so funny after uh, – Dion was going to be Dion now. After the, after the game, he started off like, all right, so who, who's believing now? Who believes in us now? He said, a lot of y'all wasn't trying to believe it. He said, but guess what? We got room for you to jump on the bandwagon. It's still time for I love you to it. believe. I love it. <laughs> I love Deion Sanders. I love – there is no other coach. And I mean, to me, whether it's football, any sport, there is no other coach like Deion Sanders. His yeah. coaching, it literally is changing – the the game of college football but more importantly as social media gives provides access to both his you know press conferences as well as his in-room or in locker room conferences I don't know if you've seen it Telly but there's an incredible documentary about coach Deion Sanders Um, I believe it's on no pun intended it's on prime Amazon or prime video Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I watched it the other day, and this was my biggest takeaway regarding Coach Deion Sanders' leadership style, is that it's never about competing. It's always about dominating. That was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. I, would, I would so encourage yeah. each of you, especially those that are in people leadership roles, because as I've said before, 
I am tired of organizations that hire people to coach others, to guide others, to manage, and they don't like people. Coach Deion Sanders is the epitome of a leader who wants his team to win, but not by worrying about what the other team is doing, not, you know, saying bad things about the competitor, but dominating the game and never being content with your greatness, always, always working to improve. And so, again, y'all, if you have not heard about it or seen the footage, I don't know where you were this weekend, but Deion Sanders, <laughs> first time game at Colorado. He's only coached yeah. one game against the former national championship team. Well, they played in the national championship, the national Texas Christian yeah. University. Yeah. They yeah. have the national runner-up, Texas Christian University. And shout out to Coach Deion. Deion, yeah. primetime Sanders, I salute you, brother. You can do and, no wrong in my book. Thank and, you for everything you do. And here's the other thing, Denise. He is just as invested as developing good players as he is developing good men and understanding the things that he he gets it. That's the thing. He gets he's played the game. He's come from a single parent home where there may not have been father figures around. And he takes these kids in. And he just doesn't treat them like, oh, that's, you know, they're just another player. He treats them as they're his kids. And he's going to put yes. that type of energy into them. So they're going to they'll run through a brick wall for him. And the biggest knock on Dion going into Colorado is, oh, this is the Pac-12. This ain't the swag. You know, it's going to be much more. What? You know, they said oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Because. Because they were just saying that, oh man, this basically these are the big boys, and um, oh, and you know, oh. will Dion be able to compete? And like even his son Shadur, that came from Jackson State with him, like oh, you know, he was able to do great things because he was playing against lesser opponents and this, that, and the other. Okay. Your first game at Colorado, you go and set a school record with 510 passing yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And, and, and so now all of that, and, and to well, Grant's point, he's only doing that at Jackson State or, you know, he's only playing against Alcorn State. or No, this was against the national champion, I mean, national runner-ups from a year ago. And to Grant's point on the Truth Talking text line, which is 833-212-1017, it was a road game. He went to somebody else's house and was like, whose house is it? See, I'm very competitive, so this kind of no. stuff just amps me up. No. And, and what I but, love about D- – No, go ahead. Go ahead. One of the things I really love about – Because I got something else about that road game. <laughs> okay. One of the things I love about Deion Sanders, if you don't follow him, I encourage you to consider following him on Instagram. I, I, I mean, if you just search Deion Sanders, I'm pretty sure you'll see his account with the blue, the blue stamp. Yeah. But there's this one particular conference. Telly, I'm sure you've seen it. And he said, look at me. Look at me. Is there anything about me that would make you feel I care about what you think about me? Right. <laughs> I don't allow your insecurities. He says, I don't allow you, people's insecurities to impact my confidence. What? He said, you, what? He said, you didn't make me and you won't break me. And, and, Man, uh, Dion, if you don't come on, somebody. Hey, and um, and 
before I get to the the undertone about that road game, it's another another quote that he said that I I'm like that's that's something to live by. He said, "You don't have to be great to be consistent, but you got to be mm. consistent to be great." Ain't that the didn't, and that's that my trainer told me? Just really quick. Go ahead. Before we before we hear your um, statement, Telly, I'm just giving some love to the Truth Talking text line. Um, Kim on one, excuse me, on the Truth Talking text line, which is eight three three two one two one zero one seven, says I love Dion Showtime Sanders. He is the truth. He is one of the best motivators. That just goes to show you how a positive mindset and hard work can pay off. Amen to you. I believe you that. I believe that completely, Kim. The caller says one hundred and one point seven percent. Coach Prime is simply a champion. Heisman, Super Bowl, World Series, and now coaching. Facts, no dispute. Yes. What do you think, yes. Telly? Now, now going back to the road game, it being in Fort Worth, uh, guess where Dion and his sons Shadur and Shiloh played high school football? Right in Fort Dallas and in, in, in Prosper. No, they played in oh, Prosper. Okay. And Prosper. Dion Dion was coaching his his you know high school teams and stuff. And, of course, nobody wanted to give Dion love on the coaching aspect. That's why he had to go to Jackson State to prove mm-hmm. that he could coach. And mm-hmm. when he was at Jackson State, guess who interviewed him two years ago? TCU. Did you interview him? TCU. Oh, TCU interviewed. Oh, TCU I see what you're interviewed Dion for their job. Dion was like, no, I'm good. I was in Texas all those years, and you coaching didn't, my team. Back then, y'all, y'all didn't want to show Jam, me no man, love. We got to come back with that. Back then, didn't want me. Now and, I'm hot. He, all on me. He goes to Jackson State, proves that he can win, and then now everybody wants to prime time culture. At first, oh, it wouldn't work. He's just a motivator. He's not this. He's not that. And now, what can you say? But, yes, I had to throw in that undertone because Nothing but congratulations. There, was, there were way more storylines to it than, than people saw, you know, that met the eye. When I tell you this is poetic justice for me, just based on what you just shared, and thank you for sharing that, Telly, because now it even further amps me up. I'm about to go out here and get me some Colorado gear. Okay. In addition to my Bears gear, I'm about to go get me some Colorado gear and get me some Philadelphia Eagles for my brother. Um, what's his name? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. At, at Philadelphia? Hey. Yeah. So I'm going to be wearing three jerseys this football season. Hey, hey, the the, the Colorado stuff, and, and you know Dion is going to be himself. He has, you know, his own logo, not logos, but sayings on, on the Colorado shirts. I know you will love uh-huh. this one. One of them that he wears all the time is, I'm not hard to find. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's in the Colorado letters mm. and, and things like that. And and Ooh. also believe Dion is a is a very, very smart man. Um Oh, absolutely. Colorado football has has been a doormat for the last ten years. And when Dion arrived, they sold out their spring game, which is basically a glorified practice. And so Dion worked in his contract. Guess who's getting a percentage of the ticket sales when Colorado blows up? Absolutely. And, yeah, a lot of coaches Absolutely. don't put now that, that in there. 
But that he a lot knows of coaches the Deion Deion Sanders. <laughs> exactly. We got a caller. We got a caller on the line. <laughs> Callie, you are live with DT and Telly on Truth Be Told on 101.7 FM. What is your question or comment? Good morning, BT. Good morning, Telly. How y'all doing? Good morning. Great. Thank you. Um, About Dion, I've been a Dion fan since he was on the Falcons. And he played for my 49ers, too. But what I loved about this was Dion in the press conference, his confidence. Like, you can't buy that. You can't buy that. That dude is going to do something at Colorado that he's going to shut a lot of people's mouths. And a lot of people are scared right now. And I'm going to be real honest. They're scared of Dion because Dion literally can walk in any hood right now and get some of the most best talent on the planet without question. Not only that, Dion is a motivator and he's a speaker of young men. He speaks life into these young men. I'm proud of Dion. I'm proud of Colorado for what they did this weekend. Jador is going to be a great player in the NFL at some point. All the doubters, I want him to shut their mouths. I hope he shuts all of their mouths because they've talked about this man to the ends of the earth. And I hope they shut I hope he shuts all of their mouths. I hope they win at least ten games this season. I don't know. They got a pretty tough schedule. But I know Kelly, I, be- I believe they will they will win. And thank you so much for your call. I believe they will win too. One thing I want to add, in addition to everything that Kelly had outlined about Coach Prime Dion or Coach Dion Prime Tom Sanders, is that he is also a man of God. He's a man of faith. He recognizes everything that's great in his life, the source. And he does it unapologetically and publicly. And for that, I, you know, and, and he he's always respectful to his mother. He He's a great father all in. I mean, can you imagine like he makes sure that he has access to his kids at all times? Um, he's been a, in a very healthy and committed relationship romantically with Tracy Edmonds. I mean, I just think that he understands that I am the leader. I am the man. However, I recognize the support system that I have. And with that, I'm operating in my power every day. And again, to me, it, the biggest thing I gained from, from Coach Dion is it's never about competing. It's always about dominating. Yeah. Like, how are you? Yeah. Di- that's why if, if you want me to go there, you know, I got a little emotional when this guy went viral for saying that Taylor Swift was, was the next Michael Jackson. And I'm not saying that Taylor Swift isn't a great performer. I mean, she's doing something right. But what I, what, I, what I need people to understand, this is one of the things I understand too, living in a society where people have this conditioned image of what greatness looks like, it tends not to be us. Even in the entertainment and athletic industry, oh, we can run the ball, we can play the ball, but can we lead, can we coach? You know, can, you know should we have black owners? Should we have black quarterbacks? And even when... The numbers and the images have shown who the greatest is. You still have, oh, well, what about Taylor Swift? What about her? 
she is Taylor Swift, but she is no comparison to Michael Jackson. You can't compete where you don't compare. And I just, I just find it interesting that in every element of where people that look like us, black people, especially in this country, that dominate anything, there's always got to be like controversy. It just can't be, you know what? You are the greatest. You, you straight up, no question, are the greatest. And again, Taylor Swift, no disrespect. But there is no comparison. You ain't even been around long enough. Matter of fact, you had all these technology advances. Please stop comparing people to Michael Jackson. Please. Please. Or, Please. And, and, we, and we understand that you can't control what other people say, but it might be best for you to come out and just even say it yourself. Like, hey, I think that, you know, when people are saying I'm being compared to Michael Jackson, that might be a little ridiculous at this point. Uh, I appreciate your, your fandom, but – yeah, don't don't do that to me because don't, yeah, that's don't, the last thing. Yeah, yeah, don't do. Don't that. be mad. Don't be mad at people who are great just because they're not supposed to in your eyes. Do you feel what I'm saying, right. Telly? Oh, You're yeah. not in control. Oh, yeah. You're not in control. Whatever is for Dion, whatever's for Beyonce, whatever's for whoever, it's for them. It's already done. Y- y- you cannot compare. When we come back from break. We're going to get into some other hot topics. Uh, First Lady Jill Biden has been diagnosed with, you'll find out when we come back. Stay tuned. This is True Be Told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 1017 FM, The Truth. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Who dare to be different? Seen a Christian say the vaccine mark of the beast. Then he cut COVID and prayed to Pfizer for relief. Then I cut COVID and started to question Kyrie. Will I stay organic or hurt in this bed for two weeks? You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. On the award-winning 101.7 FM, The Truth, First Lady Jill Biden has tested positive for COVID-19, according to her communications director, which was confirmed yesterday. The quote from Elizabeth Alexander, again, the communications director for the First Lady, stated on Sunday night, quote, this evening, the First Lady tested positive for COVID-19. She is currently experiencing only mild symptoms, end quote. So Dr. Biden is expected to remain at her home in Delaware. And following Dr. Biden's positive test, President Joe Biden took a COVID test on Monday evening, yesterday evening, and tested negative, according to his press secretary, Corrine jean Perrier. Now, the president will test at a regular cadence this week and monitor for symptoms. And also is scheduled, President Biden is scheduled to depart the U.S. on Thursday for a trip to India and Vietnam. And if I'm not mistaken, Dr. Jill Biden, First Lady Jill Biden, was scheduled to be in Madison. If I'm not mistaken, or Milwaukee, was it this week or next week? Uh, I thought it was either, uh, did she come last week? Was it last week? Or was supposed to come this, I think, I I believe she was somewhere in Wisconsin on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. But, uh, 
Tell you, you know how I am with cooties. I'm sorry. I'm just like, like here lately when I've been flying and, you know, people be coughing and stuff. And I'm like, yo, man, put, come on, for real. Like, put your mask uh, on. Or I've been putting my mask on and it's, and, and you know, it's real. COVID oh, it is, is so real. It's, it it's is continuing. So real. Like, I know New York, they had an up, a spike in COVID-19 cases. I think we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. 55% mm -hmm. increase. So yeah, she yeah. she visited Madison on August thirty first. Yeah, there it is. I knew she was. If you here, shook like, her hand, if you went and you shook her hand in Madison, stay away from me, please and thank you. <laughs> I had COVID. It ain't no joke. Did you have COVID? Uh, yes, I told you I had COVID one time, and uh, it came on Christmas uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> And but it I don't was even, only, I don't I only even go had there. symptoms for like forty eight hours, and then uh, I just chilled and watched a bunch of basketball. But I just I just text you the picture of how I looked when I was on the plane on Saturday. Uh, I don't play. And what was so funny? Uh, <laughs> I didn't get it. I, was, I didn't get your text. I yet. was the only one masked up, but people were looking at me like I had something wrong with me. They was. I don't know why. I was like, man, look, uh, I'm, I don't think I'm the smartest guy, and I don't know nothing that y'all don't know. So I don't understand why for this short flight you just can't mask up. Because, yeah, I don't mask up all day, all the time. But when I'm in small, confined areas where there are a lot of people, uh, I mean, because every you can't tell me, 100% of the people on there are 100% healthy. Like nobody's dealing with, even if it's a slight cold, which doesn't exist anymore, it seems like, uh, to whatever's going on. Uh, so I don't trust the fact that I could get on a plane full of people that I don't know and say, uh, they look straight. I'm good. I mean, so, you can't. I mean, that's just me. <laughs> Seriously, so you, you can't. look at me strange when I have on my mask while I'm on a plane, keep looking because I'm going to keep Man. it on. Man, <laughs> look, I'm with you now because I, I have to catch a flight tomorrow. Um, I'll be flying to Maryland, and then I'm back in Milwaukee. So with all that traction, I'm going to definitely, definitely be wearing my mask because, again, if First Lady Joe, Jill, Dr. Jill Biden is getting it, and New York is talking about people are getting it. Say less. And, Say and less. Dr. Jill ain't flying Southwest. Okay. Dr. Jill ain't flying okay. United. She ain't flying Spirit. She flying Air Force <laughs> One. Air so Force if, One, y'all. If, if you could get it and, and move, like, come on now. Man. Just, just throwing like it said, out there. You, you can still do whatever you want to do. The airports aren't requiring masks, and, and so you could do whatever. Put you your want mask to do. on. But I don't yeah. need somebody no, to tell mine. me. Yeah, I don't need the government to tell me or somebody to tell me that it's safe for you to do this. Like, uh, I think I can kind of figure that out on my own. I'm not saying it's going right. to protect me from everything, but yeah, I'm good. Now there's there's a lot of laws. Speaking of government there's a lot of laws that in this state that I, I reside in texas that i'm not a big fan of but this particular law that just came out 
I'm here for it. And Truth Nation, the Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. Check this out, y'all. A new Texas law is going to require drunk drivers to pay child support if they murder or kill a child's parent or guardian. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this bipartisan bill that was just signed by the Texas governor and get your thoughts on do you feel that this is a fair law? You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 101.7 FM. We'll be back. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. Where to go? Try slow, homie. Live today, cause tomorrow, man, you never know. You never know, homie. My me some homie. You need to pump your brakes and drive slow, homie. My car's like the movie. My car's like the crib. I got more TVs in here than where I live. You are listening no sense, to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Always stay tuned to us. But you know what? Even if you miss one of our shows, you can always go back and listen to our podcast on the Truth app. So make sure you download the Truth app. You can download us. You can listen to us through various platforms, including TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, Apple, you name it. We're there for you worldwide, giving you 11 consecutive hours of Black Talk Radio. When we were breaking, we were talking about a new law in Texas, which was signed by Governor Greg Abbott, who's a Republican governor. And this is a bipartisan bill. So basically... Both Republicans and Democrats uh, approved and were advocates of this. And it was, again, ultimately signed by Governor Greg Abbott. And it rules that any person found guilty of intoxicated manslaughter must pay child support if the victim had a child to an amount determined by the presiding judge. It is nicknamed Bentley's Law, and the provision is being pushed in multiple states nationwide. And this started by a Missouri woman who lost her son and daughter-in-law and grandchild in a drunk driving crash in 2021. So those who cannot pay will be given payment plans um, with those in prison forced to pay the support within the first year after their release. So whether you get convicted to serve time or not, or sentence, I should say, to serve time or not, you going to pay the, the children or the families of any family that had a child that was murdered. So, again, the bipartisan bill signed by Greg, Governor Abbott in June in the state of Texas rules that any person found guilty of intoxicated manslaughter must pay child support if the victim had a child to an un- amount to an amount undetermined or excuse me determined by a judge we have Al Al you were on truth be told with DT and Telly live on 101.7 FM what is your question or comment well my comment is i think it's all right but it's still going to be a loophole because we all know if you present to the judge you don't got no money they can reduce it also, it, it, that that law should not just be going for drunk drivers. That law should have been enforced a long time ago 
with some of these police officers, considering we have 49,000 minorities who's been assassinated and murdered by the man behind the badge. That equals over 350,000 generations that never will be created. So if it's going to be good for one, which is drunk drivers, it needs to be good for police officers as well, considering some got up there, lied, and got off and didn't have to go to jail. So if we're going to make it good for the Duke, we need to make it good for them, considering we didn't already spend $41 million in unnecessary lawsuits and wrongful deaths with some of these pigs. So I think it's wonderful, but if we, keep, we keep in mind for every law, there's a loophole. It just takes the right attorney to get it done. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much, as always, Al, for your listenership and your comments. Telly, what, what are you feeling about this law? I, like I said, I'm all for it. I think that it's already just tra- like the, the tragic, horrific emotions that are associated with losing uh, a child, um, or excuse me, a parent that has children. That child no longer will experience parenting he they will never experience having a mother or father so i'm all for this at least they can be financially uh supported what are your thoughts i I, i'm for it i think that um al does bring up some great points but i also will throw this out to al that you got to start somewhere and i mean before you could think about the loopholes let's get the law in enacted where it can affect people's lives because um, I, I I so agree with the fact that you take someone else's life. It's not just that that person's life. It affects the a lot of people's lives, the family of the victim and, and everything. And, and if there's something that um, and Al brought up, like what if they can't afford it or whatever? What if the people that have to bury their child can't afford a funeral like what about Mm -hmm. that part so um Mm -hmm. i i do believe that uh there should be more consequences than just going to jail and saying you're remorseful when you take someone's life after choosing to get behind a wheel after drinking that that is a choice no one is ever going to make you drive after you've been drinking it's always you think that, oh, I'm straight or I, I do this all the time, and then that's when it happens. So, again, I believe families should get something because they lose, they lose so much. And not to say that money is going to make them heal, but it will definitely help when the bills start coming around that you did not expect nor plan for. And uh, I think it's a good law. And then once these, this law is implemented, you see how it's going. And, Al, you're right. Then maybe it can expand. It can expand to wrong for deaths if you are a police officer or other industries where it's your fault that you are taking a life and there are no repercussions for it. So I, I, I'm with it. And, uh but I also know we live in a state where they would never do that because we live in a state where you can have eight DUIs and still get a license at some point in your exactly. you know, after after a certain suspension or something. So uh not not an opportunity to take a shot at Wisconsin, but I mean we know it's a reason why 
they're never going to legalize marijuana in Wisconsin, and it probably applies in the state of Texas as well. Absolutely, and <laughs> I know we're I know we're coming to the to the final point of our show today, Telly. And this is the first time we've been back since Labor Day. I just want to close out with this topic because, again, as co-hosts, the privilege that we have of being co-host of a black talk radio show, one of my missions is to also address those negative, not that stereotypes are positive, but stereotypes that impact how and why a number of us as black Americans show up, whether it's professionally or personally. Yesterday, President Barack Obama tweeted the following. On Labor Day, take a moment to appreciate the workers who have helped make America what it is today. Their grit, determination, and hard work over decades have changed our country for the better. Today, we also recognize the American labor movement that has fought tirelessly to improve the wages, benefits, and working conditions for people everywhere. I'm proud of the work they've done and still do to put the American dream within reach. Now, this tweet has been going viral by um, the president, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, it's so much even made the shade room. Now, there's nothing that I disagree with or have any issues with in terms of President Barack Obama's tweet. But here's what I find to be interesting. The U.S. or the United States Equal Opportunity, excuse me, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, often referred to as the EEOC, has filed a lawsuit against TNT crane and rigging which is one of the biggest crane providers in North America. So maybe when you're driving across the lakefront or when you're in downtown Milwaukee and you see all these cranes, it's highly probable that these are that one of those cranes, if not the majority of them, were provided by TNT Crane. Now, the lawsuit which was filed on August 24th alleges that the company fostered and subjected employees or to be exact, to a hostile work environment. According to the lawsuit, the employees had to grapple with their field manager as a well of number of colleagues that were using racially offensive language, including the N-word, on the job. There were also hate symbols associated with white supremacy like nooses and lightning bolt stickers, which were openly displayed and there, were no, there was no disciplinary action. And there were also phrases such as, and allegedly, quote, from a white colleague to a black colleague, which is also one of the names listed in the lawsuit, quote, a lot of black people are effing lazy, end quote. And I know that, you know, as a coach, a speaker, especially with regarding topics related to racial inequalities and cultural differences specific to ethnicity, race, or nationalities, we, we gauge, we break down, and we calibrate stereotypes that impact how and why black people show up in the work. And a lot of us, as black professionals, we know that the stereotype 
is that black people are lazy. So you find us, in addition to conforming things that make us who we are, whether it's the texture of our hair, we'll relax it. The way that we speak, we'll, we'll, we'll make efforts to sound a certain way to make certain people feel safe and comfortable. This, and when I read President Barack Obama's tweet, I automatically, when he said to take a moment to appreciate the workers who have helped make America what it is today, I thought about enslaved black people. The, the, all the black Americans who at the time were enslaved that built this country with their bare hands and have yet to receive no compensation, no reparation, and yet are still in the year of 2023 by many regarded as lazy. Yeah. I just found that interesting. And I guess that's my truth of the matter, too, because how, how are black people in this country lazy? Yeah. What, and, what gives and, off that impression? But it also takes people like President Obama to um, uh, make sure that that narrative isn't constantly perpetuated and exercised and, and taking because if we don't do it, no one else is. No one else uh, from yeah, another but race that tweet... is going to come and say, all right, you guys have done so much and, and you guys work so hard and, and you're so dependable and reliable. And No other race is going to come and say that about us. But, Telly, I don't think he said that. I think it was, it was interesting to me because this tweet that he tweeted, it was a reflection of him as a former president of all Americans. You know, he says, I want to take a moment to appreciate the workers who have helped make America what it is today. And when I read that, it, it, to me, it wasn't like on behalf of black Americans or black slaves that, you know, have never been, you know, acknowledged in terms of free labor. I think he was coming from a position of, you know, I am a former president of the United States. I will always be referred to as president. I'm obviously very influential and admired in this country. So I'm still going to, you know, brand myself as that and give a shout to all the Americans. As a black man who tweeted that, I don't think that's where he was coming from. But when I read it as a black woman reading it, I was like, yeah, like slaves. <laughs> that's who really helped make America what it is today. And still haven't got any compensation. And yet we're still navigating through the stereotype of us being lazy. How are we lazy? I really need to understand that. If anybody who believes that black people in, in this country are lazy, I want to know why. Look, I'm here for it. Just help me understand, like, black people are lazy. How? When have you ever witnessed or experienced black people being lazy? And if there's some black people who want to chime in, I want to understand how in 2023, after everything that black people have contributed, 400 years worth of free labor, how are we lazy? And why? And I'm guilty because I literally managed the, the, the stereotype as well. Coming in, you know, trying to be the first one to be there and the last one to leave. I want to I just know, y'all, help me understand. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this. Help me understand how black people are lazy in this country. The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. We'll be back. Help a sister out. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
jamming. This is truth of the matter. All right, you heard Ben jamming. It's truth of the matter. And look, I'm going to use my truth of the matter to kind of just cue up what we're going to talk about tomorrow. There are negative stereotypes that impact all races, all walks of life. And one particular that has negatively impacted black people in this country is the stereotype of being lazy. Off the air, I asked Telly, where do you think that comes from? And he was saying the welfare system. You know, a lot of people think that black people um, who are receiving welfare don't want to work and are lazy. And I think it's going to be very important that we dissect this in terms of when was welfare created, why it was created, who were the original beneficiaries, and how are we lazy? And we built a whole country. Anywho, that's my truth of the matter. We're going to have more about this tomorrow. Telly, what is your truth of the matter? Well, before I get to my truth of the matter, it sounds like it's going to be a really good show tomorrow because that's a great <laughs> yes, way to indeed. top it off because that's a lot to unpack and dissect. But my truth of the matter is going back to schools closing early. I know we went in on the 44% of the school buildings in MPS system that do not have air-conditioned systems, but as parents, as people that care about the educational system don't just sit back and accept everything you hear make your thoughts known and heard now nothing may not happen right when you want it to but as i've always been told the squeaky oil i mean the squeaky wheel usually gets the oil and so if you keep talking about it and keep doing it in a diplomatic way, not going on Facebook and talking about how bad MPS is or, or this, that, and the other, but going to school board meetings, letting them know that, hey, this isn't acceptable. We shouldn't just have to sit back and say, okay, school doesn't have any AC. We need to go ahead and let them out of school early. Let them know how much of a challenge this is for the common working parent. That is your right. You have a voice. Use it. Benjamin, what's your truth of the matter? Uh, my truth of the matter is what the hell ever happened to a fundraisers? All right. These kids, they obviously need ACs. Milwaukee, uh, we, we have plenty of parents. People, a lot of people who care about the children. Let's raise some money off for these kids to get some ACs inside their schools. That's my there truth of the matter. There it is. There it is, y'all. Again, we've already got a lot of feedback coming in or input on the truth talking text line we're going to pick this up tomorrow in regards to why do you think black people are regarded as lazy in this country we love y'all so much thank you for tuning in up next sherwin hughes make it a great day tell somebody you love them peace out